Welcome back to Basic Brain Heart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho. One really cool thing about today's episode is that if you remember from last episode where we interviewed Jason Koenig, he talks a little bit about um, his interactions with a young promising photographer named Zoe Rain. And today's episode, we get to interview Zoe. Um, She is a really, really talented photographer. You can find her work while you listen at uh, Instagram. You can find her at Zoe Rain Photo, or you can look up her website, which is ZoeRainPhoto.com. Zoe has already got an incredible roster of work or portfolio of work is probably the better term to use. Um, She's working for Fortune 500 brands. Um, She also has a lot of really solid relationships in the music industry, notably Chance the Rapper, as well as uh, Macklemore. She's done a lot of work for both of them. Her style is really edgy and raw and honest, and I can't stop looking at it, and I know you're going to love it too. Um, Before we jump into today's podcast, I do want to mention you've noticed probably that there's been a bit of... um, a bit longer of a gap between episodes recently and that's because after doing almost 50 interviews I have learned so much that I feel like I'd be doing all of these wonderful people a disservice if I didn't at least focus some time on trying to apply the truths that they've been talking to me about so I've been focusing a little bit on my own creative journey Um, and also this time of year is a little tricky to book people so we've got some really amazing folks that are Uh, have expressed that they'd like to do interviews maybe early next year. Just right now, there's a lot of crunch time going on for a lot of different industries. So um, stay tuned, and you'll probably see them pick up soon. But I just wanted to give you a quick update in terms of that. Also, um, I did want to let you know I was having some microphone issues that, again, I couldn't hear through my own (laughs) um, headphones. So you'll notice that I sound a lot less conversational than I usually do. That's just because I wanted to cut down a lot of the portions where I was speaking because there's a lot of clicking and popping that I just couldn't stand listening to going on. And you're not here to hear me talk anyway. You're here to hear Zoe. So without further ado, here is my interview with the wonderful Zoe Rain. Well, Zoe, I'm super stoked to have you on the show. You've been uh, super busy lately, and I'd love to kind of jump into your backstory. And I was looking at your work, and I totally fell in love with it. I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of what you're up to these days. Yeah, um, I think it's been a big year. Um, I just got a like a rep um, in the last six months. And so I've been able to kind of bid on some higher, more commercial jobs. Um, and so, yeah, I've been doing like Swisher Sweets campaign and shooting for Nike and Red Bull. Um, so it's been a lot of like larger projects that have a little bit higher budget, but I can kind of like put my full energy and attention into, um, which is great. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, it's been busy. And I'd love to hear about your past in terms of where you grew up, when you started to realize that you were interested in photography and beyond. Totally. Um, so I'm from Seattle, uh, Washington, uh, born and raised. And I, I was always like an artistic kid and really enjoyed um, creative outlets, but it wasn't something that I ever knew you could make money doing. Um, my dad's like a researcher, very like book smart dude. And my mom's a nurse. So um, that was kind of like go to college and get a job type thing and do, you know, enjoy your art on the side. Um, but I always like had, you know, cheap digital cameras and played around. Um, and I think, I mean, I wanted to be like a marine biologist or work with animals or there was lots of, you know, pipe dream thoughts that I thought were, I was going to 
get to. Um, and, and then in high school, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, um, but I needed uh, like OCAD credits to fill out my you know, graduation requirements. So I was like, photography sounds great. Let's do it. Like yeah, the dark room, it was fun. Um, but I ended up like just not turning in homework. <laughs> like I just had the hardest time being inspired to shoot something that was so, you know, like rigidly like assigned. Um, and so I think I was, I have like a screenshot. I was definitely like failing the class at one point. Um, and uh, at that time, Jason came into the class and he came in, started coming like once a week. And he was actually pursuing um, kind of a mentorship with my boyfriend at the time. Um, but I kind of hung around and quickly dumped that boyfriend. Um, but, and so kind of, he directed his attention to me, which was such a blessing. Um, and I mean, I've pretty much been doing it ever since. Hmm. Um, what was it about like that, um, mentorship at the time that kind of made things, uh, whether it was like a, a, did it start to click more for you just with someone sort of showing you the ropes or what do you think it was about that influential relationship that kind of helped get you pointed in the right direction? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a combination of things. I think having someone at that time, I was like not in a very stable home space and, um, having like a safe space to go to and then somewhere to like direct my energy. It was just the perfect timing of like an outlet. Um, and then just being able to ask questions and like, you know, be inspired by someone that does it for a living and have them encourage me and say, no, like you, you're good at this. Um, I think I just really needed that constant like reaffirmation and someone to just like walk next to me and be like, you got this, you can do this. Um, yeah. So once you graduated, um, did you decide to kind of uh, go to college or did you just take that creative pursuit super seriously? I'd love to hear a little bit about that part in your journey. Yeah, um, I believe I missed my SATs the first time because I was hungover from partying and um, it was kind of maybe a sign of, I don't know if, yeah, like, I don't know if I really want to do this whole academic thing um, anymore, even though I did love school. But um, I learned about a photography program at Seattle Central Community College which was actually one of the best like studios and programs in the country at the time. Um, sadly, yeah, they had a few like instructors that had retired from, you know, Brooks and had been to all the greatest like art um, schools around the world. Um, and unfortunately they're not doing that program anymore, but I was lucky enough to get on the wait list um, and it's 32 people a year. So most people are on the list for at least a year or two. Um, and so I waited for a year and I freelanced. I worked at Jamba Juice um, and took photos, you know, while doing that and trying to kind of like establish the base camp of, you know, having a website and a business card and like, you know, um, figuring that out. Um, and then uh, I got into the program and did a year. And during that summer, um, about to go for the, it's a two year program, uh, I got a call to go on Macklemore's tour. Um, so I called my professor and no I big like, deal. yeah, yeah. It's like, what do I do? Like I, they're very, very strict about, you know, attendance and, and all that. Um, so I was like, I don't know, you know, and I do this remotely. Can I do this while on the road? Um, and he's like, you should just drop out. Like the point of being here is get jobs. Like you're getting a job, like do it. That's awesome. Um, 
Did you did you feel like you had a really strong style from the get go, or did it did you really have to try to focus in on how am I different? What is my style? Yeah, um, I don't I don't know. I I mean I think it you could. I have a lot of like really old work on my website mingled in, so I think like it does have a cohesive feel, and you know there's yeah eight to ten years of work that kind of mingles together, but. Um, I'm, and I'm still like trying to figure out my style, I guess, I guess, um, yeah, just, you know, learning that I, I, it's going to adapt naturally. Um, and so just like trusting that and like trusting that I'm visually drawn to whatever that style is, um, and to just shoot things that I like looking at, you know, um, and it's gonna, you know, eventually show through, but it was never like something I could yeah put your like, finger on yeah consciously yeah I mean that's such a like abstract totally. idea yeah. yeah I was just curious because we hear a lot of artists talk about how in the beginning they were just imitators constant imitators of other people's work so I was curious if the same thing was relevant in photography and it probably is there are probably some people who are just constantly imitating as opposed to paying attention to their own eye which it sounds like you kind of naturally did from the start which is super cool I think yeah imitating super super important I mean I'm like I have constant Pinterest galleries and boards of different things and like very from like abstract like I like how this was shot this time of day in this mood to like I like that that you know there was orange on green on this model or like they did it in the bathtub or um and so there's some that I'm like very much so stole an idea but I think because it's yeah yeah, it 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 turns into yours right yeah, I think that's, I'll constantly be doing that. That's that's yeah. a great point. I'd love to kind of dive into a few questions around your creative approach, because I just, I seriously have spent, I don't know how much time looking at your Instagram feed, because I know it's it's probably more of your recent work and recent vibe. And I'm just in love with kind of the vibe that you go for. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of what goes into that. Um, and my first question is, um, when you're composing a shot, what are the most crucial elements you feel need to kind of be in place before it's going to be a solid capture? And I, I'm sure it's a process, but what do you, what are the, the absolute must haves that you always go for in a shoot? Um, yeah, that's a hard question. I think obviously, yeah, I mean, it, it depends. And I, I shoot in, um, black and white now just like through my if I look at an image on the back of my camera I see just grayscale um I think that was just because I was you know color can be manipulated and um you know desaturated and changed or all those things but the composition and the exposure and like all the the tones and everything are what like makes the image so I think like really being able to simplify it and you know make sure I mean, I think background's extremely important, um, especially in portraiture, unless they're, like, part of the environment. Like, I like to just keep it, you know, nothing that's going to be distracting or um, too patterned or bright or any of those things. I really, like, have always been a fan of just, like, the black and white portrait on, you know, on a white background. Um, So I think keeping it simple. um, And then, obviously, like, light is so important and, um, you know, where your light source is and why that's you know attractive to the eye or why that's gonna be flattering on a person or um that's like will make a make or break any photo for sure no doubt 
Um, this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about a second ago. Um, but do you ever, now that you have a rep and you're being pulled in on these more commercial shoots, do you, are you expected to mimic a certain style or are you sort of expected to bring your own style to the job? Is there like a, a huge level of trust there? They're choosing you because they like your work or are you now kind of expected to mimic a style guide for a brand? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the ideal, the goal, and especially of like having a solid visible style is that, you know, you're getting hired because of um, what people see and they like it. Um, so that's been, I mean, really blessed with a few, you know, larger jobs where, I mean, they obviously have brand guidelines and, um, you know, there's things they like and things they don't, but generally speaking, they've let me kind of, you know, you do you. Um, and that's such a great thing to hear, you know? Yeah. I think, I mean, there are clients and that's why it's good to be a little more selective. I think like back when I was, you know, making 200 bucks a shoot and like having to, you know, get anything I could, um, there was a lot of people that were just wanting me as like a, as a movable tripod type thing. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that I was because they were hiring me. It was because, you know, I was a photographer and I had this rate. Um, so I think now like having that selection and having clients that come to you and are fans of your work, um, it's, it's been great to just play around and like, do me no doubt I bet it's super validating too that you're doing something right <laughs> that's so cool um have you and I'm sure you primarily work with models these days people who are used to being in front of a camera they're very comfortable in front of a camera but when you have had to work with folks who really struggle to get comfortable in a shoot situation are there tricks you've learned or things that you do to really try to help people relax so that you can do your best work and they can do their best work I mean, yeah, I would say like maybe 10% of people I shoot are models. Um, I mean, I, um, I mean, besides shooting musicians who are, you know, used to being photographed, but still are just, you know, not the most comfortable. Um, like I was trained like doing weddings and senior portraits. Like there's nothing harder than like getting a senior to feel comfortable in front of a camera. No kidding, I bet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So there's definitely um, lots of tricks. I mean, Jason's like been really helpful in that aspect because he's such a just great people person and really is able to make people feel comfortable. Um, but I mean, tricks are, there's a bunch. I think it's just getting people's mind off of themselves. Um, I think once they're thinking about, you know, how they look or what they're doing, you're going to see it. Um, so anything from like having them move around to um, me tripping over my, camera bag to like get them to laugh and loosen up um i'm usually yeah just making an ass of myself is generally the <laughs> yeah but that always works yourself for the good of the team i love it oh yeah that's rad that's super cool um so when you do go about planning for a shoot especially again now that you're working on um bigger more high profile projects i'd love to hear a little bit about like how do you go about even planning for what you want to do, what's your process when, you know, Nike approaches you about something? Um, I'm sure, you know, you obviously have to have some dialogue there around what they're looking for, but I'd love to hear a little bit about the behind the scenes process leading up to this shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a major part of my process is just, um, like mood boarding and visually kind of just like taking some time to, um, go down the Pinterest rabbit hole, um, which is just, 
great because I mean it's amazing like it's how technology <laughs> yeah oh yeah it never ends but it's like it's amazing how technology can say oh you like this picture let me show you pictures that look like it and it's like you know so you can look just up like orange beanie or like Nike shoes or whatever um and so I have a ton of just mood boards and those can really help just kind of get me in the mindset and um, inspire posing or color choices or um, environment um, and I think obviously location scouting is important um, I don't do a, a ton of that I'm really good at kind of just seeing what's around and like finding something that's going to work but um, with you know um, Nike or on other productions where we do have producers or um, scouts it's really nice to kind of have those spots and um, locations ready to go and on the brain that's cool. It sounds like it, you kind of utilize a mix of, of course, planning, but also um, a lot of spontaneous moments, yeah, I'm sure. guessing. That's really cool. Would you say that's pretty typical of most photographers who are good at what they do? Um, I don't I don't know. I think it's it's half and half. Um, I guess it's you could say the same with professionals where there's some very type A people that are, um, you know, fully planned out and like their day is scheduled. And, you know, and that's just like not um, me in that sense for shoots. Um, but I, I think people like that spontaneity and, um, it's great to kind of have a set that doesn't feel so rigid and, um, time constricted. So, but I think it's done both ways. I don't know. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'd love to jump back into a little bit uh, more conversation around freelancing. Um, I'd love to talk about, you know, as you were getting started, and obviously it sounds like your your big break was um, traveling with Macklemore and Co. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond that, once that wrapped and you're like, okay, I'm a photographer now, uh, I want to make a living, but obviously a lot of photographers are forced to freelance. I'd love to talk a little bit about maybe what you loved initially about freelancing mm-hmm. and maybe what you found super challenging. And even today, now that you have a rep, kind of the balance that you have to walk there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's a, it's a double-ended candlestick of, you know, the freedom is like what I love so much. Um, I hate waking up early. Like it's just the vein of my existence. Uh, and so I think, I mean, having a job that like most shoots, I mean, if you get me to do a sun sunrise shoot, like you better be, better be worth it. But most shoots are like at sunset, um, you know, not super early and I can kind of like start my day and, and, feel inspired you know work on things when I'm inspired to do them which is um such a blessing um but I think as well in that freedom there's a such an ability to um procrastinate um and so just being you know responsible for your like accounting and your business and your advertising and your there's just a lot um and so I think just making sure that everything's you know I'm doing stuff that I have to do it. Totally. Did Um, you have to constantly talk about what you'd already done in order to land bigger and better things? Like, did you have to constantly talk about, Hey, you know, I've toured with Macklemore or did you just really try to let the work speak for itself? How did you kind of sort of continually move in the direction that you wanted to, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not like a big person on, talking about myself I really just like struggle with that aspect of it um that's what's great about having like a rep or someone now like 
starting those conversations because they can, you know, brag for me all, all I want. Um, but yeah, I mean, the work definitely speaking for itself. I think like social media has been really important. Um, and it's just kind of following, you know, one G- job or one connection leads to something. And um, it's it's been a string of, you know, oh, you did this job? Like, I know I saw this or I know that person or people always email me like, what's, or DM me, like, what's the, what do I do to get jobs? Like, how do I get bands to let me shoot? And I'm, I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I've been lucky. Like, I think work hard and like be nice to people and love what you do. And usually that'll like, it's hard to not be successful yourself out yeah. doing that. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that's those are some good words of wisdom right there. Um, when you're in post kind of jumping back into I guess the uh, the process itself, um, when you're going through photos and you're you're editing them, um, how do you know a photo is the one? Like, how do you how do you choose? Because I'm sure you shoot so many. How do you? I don't know. I guess is it just your gut? You just know. Oh, that's the shot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a combination. Um, I mean, there are shots like that I will like feel it when I shoot it in camera, and I'm like, that was it. Like, I don't have to see it. Like, I know I felt that. Um, and those are rare, but like so great, and you know, some of my favorite images. But um, it's a process of just skimming off the fat and going through. And I'll usually do a really quick pass where it's like split second, like, and it is that gut feeling. And it's more like, is this in focus? Does this person look attractive? Like, is everything lit correctly? Um, and then going through those again and kind of narrowing down even more, and then you know, trying to get to a certain number. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's hard when, when you don't have the perspective of, you know, once there's so many images and you're looking at ones that aren't as great, ones that are just a little bit better look good. Um, so it's kind of just putting them together and seeing all of them and really deciding what is the best series from that shot. But I'm horrible about doing that. I usually, like, <laughs> send 200 photos. I'm like, here you go. Pick your favorites. I love them all, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. When people see your work, is there like a particular feeling that you kind of want them to come away with in general, or does the tone and mood that you're going for tend to change with every project? Um, I think I, I value authenticity, um, in both like subjects and emotion and just kind of the feel of it. Um, I really obviously like value that strong connection with camera, um, but, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, definitely different projects have different vibes for sure. And I'm, you know, shooting a wedding and editing that is so, so different in the feeling I want than, you know, a, a streetwear brand. Totally. But, yeah. I think yeah. that like usually what I walk away with, at least when I look at your work is I feel like you capture honest moments. Like it, it totally does feel like an authentic, honest, just yeah. moment in humanity. It's so cool cool yeah well that's good then I'm <laughs> not, doing that, what I'm not that you needed to me to say that but no well, it totally, so hard it totally to like, makes sense yeah I mean like and so it's so subjective and like yes, very hard to look absolutely. at my work in a way that's you know yeah sometimes absolutely. I it's like a different problem. eyes yeah it's my babies <laughs> sometimes I need someone to be like Zoe that photo sucks take it off your website <laughs> or like all good but I love it but it looks so good that's no, awesome. but I, yeah. 
How do you go about um, constantly honing your craft? And this might be a dumb question because I'm sure that you have your camera with you just about, you know, every moment of the day. Maybe that's the wrong assumption. But um, is there anything that you have to find time to do or do you just feel like shooting regularly is is honing your craft? Yeah, um, I mean, I actually really am bad about having a camera on me. I think like iPhones have made me so lazy. Um, and just, you know, having that tool, I mean, I, there's so many photos on my, I have like 120,000 photos in my like cloud on my iPhone right now. Um, and so I guess that's, yeah, me constantly shooting, but I think, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky enough to like shoot enough just jobs that I, you know, I'm, as I'm doing my job, I'm getting better and I'm learning. Um, and I wish I had more time to do some personal shoots, but that's kind of the, the goal, um, but I do, I look at a lot of imagery. I think like looking at other people's work is just as important as staring at your own work. Totally. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty, a pretty cool perspective. Now, speaking of your iPhone, this brings me to another question. One of the things, and I by no means am an artist as a, a professional artist. I am a hobbyist and I love doing it. But an excuse that I see a lot of other people making when it comes to honing their craft is I just don't have fancy equipment so therefore I can't do good work what do you say to people who are like I just don't have a camera like yours so I can't become a photographer what's you do you usually just say use what you have like yeah I mean totally I think now more than ever like everyone has the access to at least a high enough quality camera or an iPhone that you can make something amazing um, I'm, I'm just looking up now. I have been shooting on the same camera since I got into that photography program. So that was in 2012. Um, I'm like, I shoot a just updated version of it, but it's a Nikon D800 and I'm looking, you can get one for 700 bucks on eBay, which like comparatively to, you know, some newer cameras out there and all the mirrorless ones, like that's pretty dang cheap. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can use equipment is really cheap and you can just get a few years, you know, get the, don't get the new version, get the older stuff. Cause that stuff drops in price. There's a, I need to look at what it is. It's on YouTube, a series about, uh, they take a professional photographer and they give them some sort of like very, very, very dinky toy camera or like something that's like a child toy. That's like one megapixel. <laughs> and they, uh, it's like a all right, you have 10 shots on this camera and they let them out in like the streets in Tokyo or wherever um, and then they look at their images and like they're I mean the probably like McDonald's Happy Meal type cameras and they're gorgeous images um, so it's just such a testament of such a testament of how yeah it's not about the tools you have it's about how you use them that's super awesome I can't wait to see that that's gonna be rad um, what do yeah. you think what's something that's kind of surprised you about your profession maybe something that you weren't expecting to be a reality but that you found to be very much a part of it yeah um hmm. I think it's been an interesting perspective especially with like current political climate and like everyone trying to you know fight for equal rights and feminism and all that um to to be in an industry that's so um predominantly white um men and to kind of like, I never really thought that was something that would hinder me, but, you know, hearing of um, 
I've heard of jobs where like I've been suggested and the client has come back and like specifically asked for a male photographer. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's such a just crazy like thought to me. And I think seeing that like really affecting my career and being like, how many times has that happened for something that, you know, I'm not aware of, like, especially working in hip hop or, you know, um, you know, that's also a very like misogynistic and male dominated culture as well. That's crazy. Have you been able to, like, not, I hate the word networking, but I think you know what I'm going for, like, meet with and sort of create, I guess, um, a group of other women who are photographers in similar fields? Or has it been really hard to even find women who do what you do as a support system? Um, it's been, I mean, easier than ever, especially with social media um, and kind of this, yeah, I mean, this, like, yeah, there's not a lot of us. So I think it's, it's been people really want to come together. Um, I mean, there's a vast um, network of female tour photographers that are all kind of social media friends, I guess you could say. Um, and then obviously in Chicago, like there's um, female filmmakers and photographers that, you know, it's, you just become aware of each other and, and want to support each other. Um, so it's been a really a cool vibe to kind of have that have that support um what accomplishments do you feel the most proud of so far maybe things that people wouldn't even necessarily think of as your best work in terms of oh but this was a really high profile thing so i think she's probably most proud of that um Mm -hmm. what do you think is your some of your proudest moments so far um i i well i've been working with cfc construction for change um, it's a nonprofit that comes into communities and kind of helps um, fund building of infrastructure that's needed, but also um, educated and kind of setting up a fully functioning space within the community um, instead of, you know, coming in and kind of just leaving an empty building. They're training people and um, all these things. So it's been it's been great. I've been to Cambodia and um, Togo, West Africa last summer, and then I'm going to Kenya this year with them. Um, and I also just on November 15th, I believe there's a gallery opening up. It's my first like solo real official Congrats. gallery. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's going to be really exciting that's to so see cool. you know, some of that photojournalistic work, which I think a lot of people don't necessarily see as often. And mm-hmm. it's something that I enjoy shooting. Cause a lot. you probably feel like it has purpose and meaning and that makes a lot of sense. That's so cool. Yeah, Congrats. Cool. Thank you. That's rad. It's going to be fun. Do you have your eye on anything in particular in the future as far as your career is concerned? Or do you feel like you're in a good spot and you're just going to take it as it comes? I've been taking it as it comes this whole time and it's worked out. So I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> that um, sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if I think too much about future plans, it stresses me out. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Fair <yeah>. enough. <laughs> no, that makes sense. And we just have, I just have two more questions for you. One of them being, is there any advice to really any type of creative that maybe you haven't had a chance to share? Or even if you just want to share kind of a recap of what you do say when you have these folks messaging you about, hey, I, you know, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to take my career to the next level. Anything you'd like to share mm-hmm. along those lines? Yeah, I mean, I think just creating content, like just keep shooting. Um it's, you know, the 10,000 hour rule is so real um, and applicable of like, you just have to put in the time and 
put out work because you know it's going to get better every time um but if you're kind of sitting around and you know you don't feel like you're that great so you don't you know it doesn't feel that awesome to go shoot some photos that in your mind looked amazing but you're not able to recreate that um you know there's going to be that that lull of not being up to your hopes and expectations but you know yeah doing that and then I think just being a good human and and being nice to people and and doing favors and shooting stuff for free um and kind of making relationships with other creatives and people that you know maybe can't pay you right now but in five years when their rap career explodes like they can pay you a little bit more (laughs) that's some juicy real life advice i love it um now if people want to sort of keep an eye on your journey and what you're up to where do you prefer they find you um instagram's like probably the most updated totally yeah sounds good on twitter but yeah sweet we'll share up your